0: Ahoy there, mateys,
1: and welcome to Bombadilla's Porch. Oh, wait. Best opening. I think you ever added
2: another syllable oh, to Bombadilla. Bombadilla's, Bombadillas. <laughs> Porch.
1: Bombadilla's Porch. Uh,
2: Bombadilla's Porch.
1: Uh, okay.
2: The Okay. Pirates pa- was that, way off.
1: That is our best opening, though. Thank you, Ken.
2: He's oh, had a few. Oh,
1: boy. <laughs> <Doo-doo>. <laughs> <laughs> we could do some. Uh, there we go. There's a reason to your ahoy, ahoy. Yeah, No, ahoy was. not yes, uh, it's the wrong. It's the yeah, wrong part of the military, right? It's no, yeah, the yeah, black no, that's robes. Piracy. Oh yeah, black
0: robes. No, uh, <laughs> right, as opposed no. to the black flag, the uh, yes. the black robed regiment. Are you going to?
2: Um, are you going to become a jolly
0: father? A jolly father instead of go. the Jolly Roger, like St. Nick. But we were not going to do that article.
2: No, but, but we could. But,
1: but anyway, <laughs> we might get there. I don't know. It's We're short devil. on time. Short today, today, right? It's right? we It's my so fault. So you can listen no, no, to this. No. It's, it's actually not nice his fault. We
0: rescheduled <laughs> on him. Yeah, you can listen to this one at regular speed because it'll be a little shorter than some of them. If you'd like, <laughs> hear what our voices really sound like. Okay, Stephanie. All right. <laughs> 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 yeah. uh, anyway, um, yeah. No, I was just uh, this last uh, week. Well, I guess the first part of the week uh, at a Liberty Pastors Conference over in Idaho. And, and first thing, uh, just to say, I mean, I, I just a real blessing um this was a conference that was uh that was pretty much entirely covered for uh, for pastors that went and hmm. and it was uh, it was nice it was a well well done venue uh, they did a good job it's clear that they care for for pastors they care for uh the gospel they care for our country um you know and so i think uh it was, and there was a lot of really good stuff. I mean, I, with anything, you gotta, you know, you gotta spit out the bones, you know, and, uh, and eat, eat the meat, <laughs> and, uh, and and pick and choose. And there are some things that we would agree with. There are some things we wouldn't agree with fully. I think a lot of the things they were talking about that are concerns, um, transgenderism, um, things that are happening in politics. They're concerns that we all share, right? As, as conservative they, Christians, the,
1: who what was who was the organizer? Like well, who put this together?
0: Liberty Pastors. Okay. Uh, so it's a it's a yeah, a movement. They've got the the black robed regiment, where uh, where they're. Um, the idea is so the black robed regiment goes back to um, uh, the the founding of our, our country. The the uh, the pastors that were uh, were important in leading uh, at least aspects of of the Revolutionary War that that stood against tyranny and that led their congregations. Actually, would. Would decide that they were going to to go to fight, and then they would—that was their responsibility—and they would, you know, take off their black robe essentially, and underneath have their, or or maybe not underneath, but if not underneath, then don uh, instead their uh, their uniform because they had they had conscripted in the, in the in the army. And then would go outside and essentially conscript their own regiment of their people as they came out, you know, who would stand with me. And you see a little bit of that if you watch The Patriot, right, they kind of – That's what I was that saying, happens. Mel Gibson's Mel Gibson, church did that, right? Yeah, their yes. church.
1: That essentially happens, you know. And they were real – <laughs> I mean, these are real characters. These are real, they, these they, are real people uh, that, yeah, uh, it the, really happen. And so the, the conference is kind of looking back for – Inspiration. Yeah. And it's looking at, at, at just a lot of the
0: faith that was behind a lot of the founding of our nation, um, you know, and, and the, the desire to have a place where, where there's freedom to worship, where government is established in a certain way with certain principles and certain morals. And the idea is that, you know, uh, we need as, as pastors and preachers to, to don the mantle again, if it were, you know, the black robes and be willing to, to preach boldly, uh, for, That next question. What's
1: the modern day equivalent of, I mean, those guys literally. Yeah. No, no, no. I don't know. I mean, there were Tory pastors too that sure. thought the war was was sinful. But, but the the actual black robe regiment, and I think that was a term the British used as a slur, right? To right. kind of in the propaganda of the of the day, they sure. these guys didn't call themselves black robe regiment. They were just sure. No, that was patriots. what they were. They were called black robe regiments the, the the
0: regiments that were being essentially led by by pastors were black robe regiments and okay. it was a british kind of a british slur Meant like, to be yeah. a slur and, and it 's yeah. become a kind of a, a badge of honor over yeah I, th- I think that's that 's the idea and there 's a book and a documentary about it and I think they 've done a pretty good job uh, you know, as with anything there may be a few facts that you can take different ways or you find multiple sources on um there's definitely the the history that we were taught and then and that is being taught today or 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 other history that you have to look up and study and find right so
1: now i doubt um, they're i mean back then in the 1700s it was a literal call to arms for some of these folks oh for sure the modern group they're not calling us to No, and that's that's is, where they've been the I think they've been misunderstood and they mm-hmm. kind of
0: addressed that you know there's all oh, they're trying to to you know start a revolution no their <laughs> call is is really for people yeah. for Christians to be involved politically mm-hmm. uh to be you know to 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 run for you know positions of uh, whether it's in federal government but even more importantly in state governments in in local governments you know um uh, city hall mayor and, and actually to, to put some, some work behind it. And they've done a lot of work as far as, you know, what can and can't be said. There's been a lot of research, on what we legally can and can't do as far as, you know, are we going to lose our tax exempt status? And they're, they're like, that's a myth at this point, right? Nobody has lost their tax exempt status for anything they've done. And there have been a lot of churches who have been very, very bold, even beyond what I would think maybe would be appropriate, right, yeah. as a pastor. Um, but in endorsing candidates and doing all sorts of other things, doing, um, what do you call that uh, when you uh, the the thing with the, the stuff? Yeah, the things and the all stuff. The, all the things. No, when you're kind of campaigning. Uh, campaigning okay. Yeah, there's a certain there's a certain percentage that you can legally do that in the church oh, and tax okay. code and stuff and and they kind of yeah. went through and showed how like. If you're a church that basically just meets on Sunday and just does, you know, a, a Wednesday Bible study and nothing else ever happens in your church, no other energy is put toward that, that you can still do like X number of of hours a, a month in campaign stuff. And then, and then anyway, it was just, but it was just this interesting you know, extrapolation. Now, if you're a church that's got three services and three full time pastors and this and that, you know, yeah. so they did, you know, then you could really do 40 hours a week or whatever of, uh, of, um, Oh. So it's a percentage of
1: overall, is that yeah? Kind of yeah it there's a five
0: percent, no more than five percent, I think, or whatever of the of the total time and resources of the of a church can go toward. Any, a, but anyway, uh, it was all very
1: interesting. <laughs> a lot of that was really good. Um, how many guys? How many attendees? I'm sure it was
2: men. In well, I don't women. know if I'm allowed to talk about that. <laughs> oh, okay. no, I don't know. <laughs> yeah.
1: You don't want yes. no. to. be stuffed at the audio uh, board. The courageous black yeah. robe regiment <laughs> yeah. that uh,
2: does not prefer to be named. No,
1: there
0: were uh, <laughs> uh, there were uh, I believe they were, they said there were a hundred. And then plus some wives. So, okay. so um, yeah, so that mm. was a pretty good, they kind of capped it at that. And, 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 and what a blessing because the cost was, was very minimal. Um, you That's know. Nice. And, and we, were, we were actually blessed. Was it at the resort?
1: It's at the resort. That's a nice venue. Nice venue. Yeah. That they had uh, several meals a day for us, and that was really good. Were you on the northern rooms or the southern rooms facing the water?
0: Well, I was facing any west. Oh, okay. So we're, there's a couple yeah. of rooms on the, in the tower.
1: Oh, There's so oh,
0: I so we were those.
1: Oh. Yeah, so we were. Anyway, I was at a Hillsdale fundraiser, <laughs> but that was in like this big long room. But oh, okay. I don't know if that's the one. Oh, All you
0: right. mean you mean as far as the conference rooms? So yeah, I yeah. think at the hotel rooms. Sorry.
1: Oh, uh, the, the hotel. Room. Oh, very. Yeah, nice. yeah. I know so didn't they, have to commute no, over there. No, Fantastic. they put us up
0: and everything. It was really it was, was a real blessing. Very yeah, it was nice. generous. Um, and uh, and there was an investment company, Christian Investment Company, um, mm-hmm. that that helped uh help fund that 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 uh that it does some good work with just if you're worried about um oh, what is now I'm going to be silly cuz I don't remember who it was what their name is um
2: but great guys and gals really amazing oh, just a second maybe you guys should talk for a minute <laughs> uh,
1: well, While Caleb um, browses
2: about yeah cuz oh. i i wasn't there but i was curious uh, you know what oh. that was going to look like cuz you can see that going multiple different directions um, especially, and, and this is, this is so unfair, but there is
1: a lot of, um, there's a lot of, I would say revolutionary talk mm-hmm. coming out of certain parts of the country, this area in general, mm-hmm. you know, within 50 to a hundred miles of us, there's a lot of that chatter. Um, and, that, and, that, and that's worrisome to to many. So, yeah, I think, I think it's, I, I Appreciate how you're creating a distinctive there, Caleb. Mm-hmm. This, this was not about um, some of the some of this vi- the more violent talk that we've been hearing. And, and, and you're
2: not regathering a week to practice your marching formations and uh, and yeah. such.
1: If, if you want battle hardened troops, you probably don't start with men of the cloth, do you? I mean, some hey of now. these guys are hey bad. Now. <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I know I know how much Chris loves the running and marching. And mm, <laughs> yes,
2: absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> give me, give me more of that. Yes. Yes. Uh, you, one thing that's kind of interesting to talk about the black robe regiment of these soldiers is we're kind of a, a, a black robe regiment country, right? And mm-hmm. that, I don't know that we appreciate today that, that kind of uh, loyalty and community fidelity. Cause you, you had the Jamestown thing going on right down in the South, but that, that's not what ended up defining American culture and civilization. It largely was won out by the Pilgrim influence and that's half of a congregation following their pastor across the ocean to start something as a community of worship where their children could be discipled according to the dictates of their conscience. I mean, that, mm-hmm. is, that is the driving factor. And were there other motivations? I mean, was it desirable to go and have a new land where you'd not be persecuted and you can get land and you can build your own thing and, you know, the entrepreneurial bug? And Sure, I suppose that's, sure, that's all mixed in to some degree, but the driving, found, or driving force behind the founding of our nation Really is one church congregation fleeing persecution for reasons of conscience, landing in another country, realizing this is still not actually going to allow us to disciple our children the way we want. And we heard that there's a new continent where we can do it differently (laughs) Mm -hmm. and uh, we don't have enough money. So we're going to have to leave half of them here and we're going to take half the church and we're going to go there Mm. and then half of them die the first winter and so then you have a country founded on one quarter of one church following their pastor. And, <laughs> mm-hmm. and so I think we, we lose track today of how, how in the mind of, of early America, because today everything's, we just think state-centric because mm-hmm. everything is state-centric. But in the mind of early America, family-centric, church-centric, those mm-hmm. allegiances are deep, deep. Yeah, and civil government was
0: was really formed in our country to serve that. Right, as, even as you look at it, even as the thirteen colonies or the thirteen states, I guess at that point, right after after they had the they won the the Revolutionary War, but yeah, they as ratified. they crafted the yeah. the Constitution, um, it, that was that was a, a tough thing for them to think through because they were <laughs> about independence and they were about you know, and so so how could they create something that would serve the people but not Become a burden, right? Instead yeah. of the other way right. around, right now. Now we we exist to serve the government. <laughs> her duties right. to be the batteries that feed the
2: feed the the, the, <laughs> the, the energy the matrix. But
0: yeah, but, uh, so just... it
2: makes sense that a lot of guys would have been sitting on the sidelines of all of this brewing stuff, going, "Yeah, these things aren't good." But my mm-hmm. pastor hasn't said go, so that's probably it's probably not the right time. Mm-hmm. But then when the pastor, sort of as the father among fathers in that community, says. I think we and agree or again agree or disagree. We're not talking about whether that was the right idea, but you can see why in that kind of a culture, cultural setting. Once the pastor said, "Yeah, we got to go now," and then the, then you get all the dads saying, "Okay." And for a lot of these guys, it was it was. Listen,
0: we got to do everything we can to promote peace until Amer- until American blood was shed. Right. Well, when that first when that first bull bullet flew, <laughs> the one uh, heard round the world. The, well. <laughs>
1: And, There's uh, so much great myth. And, and so <laughs> it, it, it is yep. interesting. Like, if you go back and, and mm-hmm. you're looking at your <laughs> colonial history. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it obviously really happened. Here we sit, right? Yes, and, and, uh, but it is interesting the stuff that gets, um, Oh, lionized, and mythologized. Lemurized. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And, and Caleb, you mentioned <laughs> one earlier, even this whole, the notion of the British
2: are coming, the British, well, that, that's, not, we're, not, we're, not, we're not. all British. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 But yeah, I, but I guess my, my point is that you, you did have the political machinations mm-hmm. happening and there were mixed motives and in, in, in aspects of, the, of that revolutionary fervor in particular, but for many, um, that they were content to leave that to, politicians and Mm -hmm. and philosophers and all that jazz but it was when when their pastor said i think we need to go fight and die for this now guys that's when a lot of people took their cue it's time to engage our families in this conflict Mm -hmm. right or wrong that's what a lot of people were Mm -hmm. waiting for Mm -hmm. Uh, and so you can you can debate for some of the founding fathers and for some of that movement, what all of their motivations were. Mm -hmm. But I think it's the testimony of history is quite clear that there were for many families, uh, it was a simmering frustration and discontent within the colonies for sure. But they were, they were content to simmer until their pastor said, I think it's time for action.
1: Yeah. What was the rationale? I want to get back to current day because we're a little short on yeah. time. But I, I am curious back then, especially since the conference focused on this, Caleb, you're probably right. the the, well, I don't the historical that. expert right mm-hmm. now, Yes, mm. The what was the biblical <laughs> argument that those pastors made back then? Um did yeah, um, did did they talk <laughs> about that at all? I, I mean I we we all know the mm. the, the the various grievances of the, at least I think we all know sure. the grievances of the time, um, taxation without representation and, and a right. variety of other grievances <laughs> of the, of the King against his subjects. And a lot of it, even to read it now is aggravating. It feels, it feels unjust. Um, but, for for ministers and to Chris's mm-hmm. point that the, the 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 authority or the influence of a pastor amongst the men of his church, mm-hmm. the men and women of his church nowadays, uh, but back then it did it was it was more father centric, you know, mm-hmm. culturally speaking. What was it? Did they talk about from what a pastor's authority is really has to do with his. <laughs> his grounding in God's word. So, so what was the argument that, that Mm -hmm. besides the fact that pastor says we got to go, what was it the pastor said that made the men of his church want to go? And Mm -hmm. I think
2: it's, it's not just what he said, but it's what he represented. When a pastor's in a pulpit, his only authority comes from the fact that he is, or is not declaring God's words to God's people. Like that's, Mm -hmm. that is what he must do. If he's preaching anything else, then ignore him. Um, But if, if a man of God will do that faithfully, then he represents not just a proclaimer of God's truth in the pulpit, but he represents an example of biblical masculinity that's worth imitating. And so a preacher must be more than just a preacher, right? He can't just be a loudspeaker that gets rolled out on Sundays. He has to be a man who lives as a man Mm. all week long. And so I, I think in our, in our day and age, um, we, we still see that tendency towards either antinomianism or legalism or actually more um libertinism where mm-hmm. it's like, well, actually know, yeah antinomianism or or legalism where either I don't like rules, I don't have any respect for authority, I wanna do none of that stuff, or um just tell me what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> and and one of the things in the in the pilgrim culture, in the Puritan culture, is there wasn't a lot of room for that. Their communities were too tight knit for antinomianism to work. Cause in many cases your buy into our cultural values, your buy-in to our community rhythms, like that's essential to our survival, not just to our happiness, right? right. And so, mm-hmm. there was a really strong sense of loyalty and connection um, to the norms of your culture, but it was also a world in which the rules weren't written for a lot of stuff, right? You, you were having to think through from the biblical principles, how are we going to lay out our city? right right and what trade is it going to be based on and how are we going to negotiate business mm-hmm. contracts and how are we all of those things are having to be renegotiated in a new context and i think that that, that leads to a more proactive form of masculinity than we're used to today mm-hmm. where it's okay when it when it is right and proper to take action because of principles then you do. And Mm -hmm. so I think for many, the exegetical argument was probably not what carried the day. They understood that this country was something that we came to for these values that we believe are biblically derived. And again, there's nuance and we can debate that. Mm -hmm. um, But the general perception was that increasingly uh, our capacity to accomplish what we came out here because of biblical conviction to do is being compromised Mm-hmm. And it was understood for a long time that there's a range of, of responses that we can make. Some felt duty bound by scripture to maintain loyalty to the king. Yeah. Some felt duty bound by exegetical arguments to reject the authority of the king that they felt. Who, they felt he had usurped uh, authority he did not mm-hmm. have, especially post Magna Carta and all that. And then there were a lot of people that felt like, you know what, it's unclear exactly what the right route to go here is. And I think it's in that context in particular that the example of the pastors was so compelling because it was when somebody that they trusted as a proclaimer of truth, having weighed the biblical principles and having examined the current context said, I think the path of wisdom and the path of action for the fathers in this community is now to take up arms in defense of these things. I don't know that they were primarily doing that on an exegetical argument at that time, so yeah. much as they were doing it in what they felt was imitation of a man that they had come to depend on as an example of wise masculinity. Right.
0: Yeah. And I yeah, I don't know. Yeah, exactly chapter and verse what they were preaching on to, yeah, make, I, to make
1: that work and I think I mean, when, you can go you back might and look, look a, up some you of know, their you sermons can't look yeah. back, so not
2: all of them are exegetically particularly what a, no, a say, <laughs> no. yeah. So what Chris just yeah. said I think but, is
1: powerful I mean I'm glad for the result but i think the re the, the, the three general reactions that you mentioned mm-hmm. to that i mean these are the same reactions during the sure. covid lockdowns it's uh, always going to be that way know, The really only that are only options <laughs> you know one mask why not tell me to put five on and then right. others that say no matter what i will never wear one even if i'm a surgeon you know that kind of you know there's this reaction <laughs> yes i will <laughs> cough into your
2: chest cavity first it's <laughs> right. there's this, this so, spectrum yeah. of
1: reaction so uh, I, I, actually there was something else you said there that um about mm-hmm. the uh, You know, a a community that was more principled, you didn't need rules about everything that actually reminded me of the school meeting last night, but I don't Mm, want to jump to that quite yet because we we haven't, I don't think we've, we've really completed our discussion of the black robe regiment. It wasn't a black robe regiment conference. It was something well, else. That well, was, that was a part of it. I mean,
0: the, the end goal was to, you know, sign up as a Black robe regiment, you know, as a Black robe guy and, and be one of these preachers really? that's, that's being to be willing to yeah, stand
2: you, up. you got to see Caleb's robe. It's I'm really... So, yeah, get the, i got
0: the preaching bands. I'm going yeah, to wear next time I preach. I must
1: get in the hat yeah. with the three points. I, He's got I summer did tell Ben, ben at, a certain, at a
0: certain point during the conference, <laughs> I looked over and Ben and said, if they hand me a musket or a black powder pistol <laughs> or something like that, I'm, I'm probably in. So,
1: I don't know. Uh, they, did, they
0: did have really cool – they had some old uh, muskets and rifles you could, uh, you could hold. Ooh, and, and well, the, the cool. actual ones. Artifacts. Actually, and actually, you know, traced down to the owner of, of a lot of oh. them during the, during the Revolutionary War, which is, which is really pretty cool. And, and I think, that's I think cool. the reality that, that many of the people for them – I mean, it was a matter of faith. They wanted to raise their families. They wanted to lead their families. And they wanted to leave uh, a country and a legacy for their ch- wife, for their women and children. I mean, these that's are people really that get the, the
1: conference and speakers that you're talking about right I'm now. I'm talking right
0: now about people in uh, back then. Oh, in the old uh, days. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. I, I think, gotcha. I think now we're talking about the people today. Yeah, yeah the people well, today. What was I mean, the call to arms or the call to action? <laughs> well, the call was, you know, essentially. I mean. And then maybe I'm blowing it down incorrectly, but I, I think that there what just did is. to
2: you, Caleb?
0: Yeah, no. Um, but I think there just is. We want to hear your truth. Oh, yeah, my <laughs> I keep interrupting <laughs> <you>. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, my
2: goodness. You were both terrible incorrigible <laughs> today. Incorrigible. Uh, Ooh. <laughs> That's how you know you've really upset <laughs> yeah. him when he starts using, like, the three and four silver yes. yeah. a good conference, he's anyway, using $12 yes. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> All right. But the, the, the floor is yours. Yes. Now I can't think anymore. You've completely
0: confused me. Um, the call to action. No, I, I think the part of the charge was um, whether it came through right or not. And I think, I think kind of their main gist is, is, is specific, an encouragement for pastors to not just to, – to apply the gospel to all of life and, and to preach, um, you know, okay, this, what does this have to do with – whether i vote or whether i send my kids to school or the way i structure my home or the the things that i you know the things that i do and 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 bring the gospel to bear in all those areas um because that's one of the things at least this is the, the idea is this one of the things that uh the gospel had further implication than just how i get saved right it has to do with how i live and 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 it changes everything and so how does that affect everything and, and then how should christians live right because they said you know it's it's about you know that the the Great Commission is 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 not just about preach the gospel and get people saved, right? It's it's about making disciples. It's about teaching them to obey all that the Lord has commanded. And so, how do we obey that? And and are we teaching our people that? And then, how does that play out today in, in real life? I mean, does it play out in the way we vote? Does it play out in whether or not we choose to be on school boards or we send our kids to public schools or not? Does it play out in how we invest? And and I'll just. The shout out to the the Timothy Plan, which is an investment company, Christian one, that uh, that sponsored most of this event. Which was, I mean, they, they tremendous amount of money would have gone into that, and so very thankful for them. But uh, but for example, they they are a an example of a an investment company where you can you can invest in in I forget what they called it. If I were better with my terms, I'd know. But essentially. Um, They've gone through and, and they've you know, said stuff like, okay, maybe you're, you're a Christian and you've canceled Netflix, right? That was a big push a while back. But you may be a part owner of Netflix in, through your investments, right? Through your retirement plans or whatever it may be, whatever you're invested in, because that's actually how it works, right? So this big conglomeration, may, right. you, may be, you may be actually a part owner in a pornography company. You may be a part owner in all sorts of things, so they they actually have a process that they put all these... and that's just by paying your
2: taxes. Yeah, well, yes.
0: <laughs> also, so that, also that. Oof. But but where you can
1: control where that money goes. Are you saying I don't have to pay taxes, Chris. Yeah, so that's I, not what I said. So, <laughs> no, I just all right did not actually say so. that. You raise an interesting <laughs> but very different subject. <laughs> yes, but, but anyway, it,
2: it, the, I guess that was That's not what I
1: said. That was uh,
0: <laughs> a main takeaway. Pay your, your mean, taxes. For me, my I feel like we've done a lot of these things well. We've addressed a response to authority, uh, how how that looks. You know, wh- you know where the, where's the the lines are between the the spheres of authority uh, in the home and in the in the church, the state, uh, civil government. You know, how, how do those things all play together? When does somebody have the authority to do something? When does somebody not? Romans thirteen, um, you know, um, and and so. We, we've already covered a lot of those things. We've had Evan Burns here doing classes on all sorts of the things that are happening. We had the um mm-hmm. that conference that was here with um Owen Strand, um, oh, that we yep. t- did a the live simulcast thing with that uh that was uh largely mm-hmm. on transgenderism and a lot of that stuff. Um, you know, not that it hasn't changed a lot even since three years ago or whenever we did that. But you know, even the midst of the pandemic provided us an opportunity to do a lot of, of standing and, and training and teaching on a lot of that stuff. And I think, I think biblically, we have done a lot of the things and are doing a lot of the things. There is an opportunity, I think, for us to be more involved, which we you know would skip something, which I forget what it was, to go to the the school yeah. um, community and uh, meeting on on. That'd be um, good. We should go there. Should we go yeah. there?
1: Yeah. Uh- I and, and by the way, thanks for sharing about the conference, Caleb. I, I think these things are really important, and I love how you. Cause one of the key questions I had, and you answered the question without me even asking about it, was you talked about the centrality of the gospel, and I think that's one of the things that maybe we all wince at a little bit as we hear, um, even even mature Christians, uh, well well discipled Christians. Uh, talking about current events in a, in a very spirited way. And you, but you hear very little Bible in it. You hear a lot of logic. Mm -hmm. You hear a lot of Jordan Peterson rationale. You hear a lot of Ben (laughs) Shapiro argument. Mm. You hear a lot of Candace Owens snarkiness, you know, I I think I just listed (laughs) daily wires top three or whatever it was, but uh, you hear some Charlie Kirk who's coming into town this pretty soon. I think Um, Charlie Mm -hmm. Kirk uh, argumentation and I'm not diminishing these people. Mm -hmm. Um, but there's, there's no gospel and, and, yeah. and what they're mm-hmm. saying. And, and there might be some, some principles that could be interpreted, might have a biblical basis or background to them for sure. But there's very, there's in the midst of all of this, the speech making and everything, there's no gospel. And, yeah. and, and I think when you, and so that's kind of the key question yeah. these days is, is, uh, is where's Jesus in all of this? And okay. I think the way you wrapped that about that, 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 that seems like that was something at the conference, well, they really, or maybe you were interpreting it. <laughs> yeah, no, that was, that it was, that was maybe, maybe that was a but, bit was of, but, but, uh. a bit, yeah,
0: a bit, a bit of charity. Um, <laughs> okay. yeah, I, 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 there are a lot of critiques that I could make, but you know, because I'm a critical kind of guy. But uh, <laughs> uh, it's a blessing and a curse, and a weakness and That's a strength. One of the strength. The uh, spirit <laughs> is, <isn't it? laughs> yeah, critical spirit. I don't think is very well. Uh, Shallow, well, uh, joy, peace, skepticism. Yeah, criti- <laughs> That's right. Criticism. No, uh, I will. I will say I was. I was really disappointed uh, in the maturity of some of these men in that. There was a lot of 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 joking and and like memes and stuff used uh, for fun and as jokes because they knew they had a largely conservative. And we should stop using that word, which is the other article, other article uh, we talk about. Uh, yeah. uh, conservative uh, and Christian uh, people, but but it was like there were a lot of you know just memes about people in in leadership roles that were not honoring. Mm. And it's one thing to say, "Hey, we disagree. We need these people out of office." But, you know, our vice president says enough things on her own that you don't actually have to do anything other than quote her if you <laughs> want to make jokes. So you don't need to. Uh, you don't actually need to. And if you're quoting her just to make a joke, <laughs> that's probably inappropriate, too. Well, it probably is. But my, my, I guess my point was, you, know, you don't need to go these lengths. And, and so mm-hmm. some of that to me was like, while I say all that about the gospel, I, I kept thinking to myself, what if one of the servers from the hotels in here filling our water and they're watching these things and they're thinking, yeah, this is what Christians are like. Yep, and,
1: and that shame on us. Shame on us. And a, shame on us for laughing at those. That's a, a fair and I think much needed rebuke in general because there's a lot of that. It's so easy to, it's such easy bait to grab at, right? Because it's funny. Yeah. And it's true. But at the other yeah. hand, these are authorities that God has allowed to, and maybe it's a form of judgment. He yeah. has allowed them to yeah. take in these positions. And, and um, the church does need to wake up and the church yeah, does need to, definitely. to,
0: to actually be effective in the community. One other thing, uh, for another takeaway though, you know, they kept talking about kind of painting this picture and how we can reclaim it, but they kept, you know, having these quotes from founding fathers about the fact that, that, you know, that this need, na- this will not work. Uh, Unless we have a, you know, a moral people. And the reality is we don't have a moral people anymore. So, you know, we were talking about how terrible the, the, the country has gotten moral-wise, moral, moral you know, mor, morality-wise, and there's no moral foundation anymore. That's completely eroded. And they were saying, but we got to make this work. And it was kind of like, ah, uh, I think maybe we need a new strategy.
1: That is a great so, great segue, by the way. Thank you for that. <laughs> yeah. Great segue into the meeting last night yeah. here in the school district. Saw you across you the auditorium there. And, and I think you mentioned, I mean— uh, I was you, supposed to be a life group. Okay. All right. Whoops. <laughs> no. Whoops. The and then is somebody out. next to me that was on from our
0: church, somebody else, <laughs> and another parent that was there goes. Aren't you? Aren't you the Life Group leader, I'm like, It's for a
1: good reason. I am. Yeah, good <coughs> I had somebody else. So there were a number over. of church people there, and a number of other people too. Oh, I lot. Yeah. Yeah. because it was, it was a pretty good turnout for a Wednesday ah, night. I'd say probably about fifty to seventy people, or probably something. Probably yeah. so. Yeah, somewhere in there. Um, there was even a student sitting in front of me. By the way, nice. Um He, hmm. he. Uh, I didn't. He looked a little young. I thought, man, how old are his kids? Um, and at one point he turned around and I think maybe I have a, a face that says, Hey, feel free to talk to me. That kind of face. Cause he was, he was, doing a lot of chatting. Uh, I was trying to listen as well. And it was a little hard, but, um, he, he informed me, he's like, my mom and dad couldn't come. So they made me come, <laughs> <laughs> but he was pretty fired up about the whole subject and appropriately. Hmm. So I Good. think it's a volatile subject, potentially volatile. And, and, and just for our listeners, yes. um, what was there subject? Was, uh, and Caleb, you probably have all this stuff memorized, <laughs> but there was a bill passed by the no. Washington in state legislature less <laughs> uh, two years ago and yeah it, it was actually early 2020 right as the pandemic was coming yeah. i'm pretty sure what is it initiative is bringing up google five, so he's gonna fact something check or other. everything we say oh um, that's good it was what was the number five oh, three numbers up there
0: <laughs> five three something maybe
1: um i could yeah, i took pics of the presentation on my phone oh. But well, then you should know. Yeah, well, that's why I took a picture. So you Let's see if I my notes. But yeah. for our listeners, as you guys pull that up, uh, there was it, the bill passed by the Washington State Legislature uh, focuses five three nine five. Thank you uh, very sounds much. Right. Five three nine five uh, focuses on. Uh, oh, you just had it up there. Thank <laughs> you. There it is. Comprehensive Com- Com- sexual health education. <laughs> Boom. And uh, since this is something that was coming out of Olympia and the west, the left side of our state tends to be quite left on most things. There's a lot of concern out here in the in, in, in the more rural. Actually, I, I almost said out here in the East. The fact is, Washington State is generally conservative, except for like six counties, right? All West. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, even down into Vancouver, a suburb of Portland, it's amazing. Uh, there sure. tends to be a more, more conservative lean. It's certainly true out here, with the exception of downtown Spokane. Mm-hmm. If you and look at these uh, maps.
2: <laughs> let's be honest, only two counties actually determine the outcome of pretty much everything. Pierce and King? King.
1: Yeah, Pierce is probably more conservative because itself. <laughs> um, but, but the concern that parents have had for some time is that um, this, the sexual education that has been mandated, at least there's a series of requirements that are being mandated onto I believe it's public schools only, right? I don't think private yeah, schools no, are, school, are compelled in any way. The um, it contains uh, many things with which we as Christians in terms of our morals and our values that, that we take from God's word They're not the 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 requirements of the bill are not aligned with how we would say uh, how we would define godly or biblical sexuality and um, and even um, gender identity, these sorts of things. So the big concern out here has been how will the school districts in in our area, how will they meet the minimum requirements of the law? But do so in a way that's respectful of the values, the morals of the communities that they serve. Mm-hmm. So I think we there's been a lot of emotion, a lot of protests, Got a lot it. of T-shirts printed. Um, a lot of families uh, actually in the LDS community has been very active in a lot mm-hmm. of these things. Dr- Filling up, filling up big vans and driving to Olympia and letting them know, mm-hmm. um, and not, not just LDS. I think a lot of Christian yeah. families are, are rightfully concerned. The meeting last night, which I didn't actually know what to expect, but I appreciated mm-hmm. the fact that the school district brought uh, the superintendent, the assistant superintendent, mm-hmm. a number of board members and various other mm-hmm. um, uh, full-time professionals in the school district here, uh, came out to meet with the community and advise us on what's the latest. And they don't, they didn't share content. It was more of a procedural well, meeting. Yeah, right? content hasn't been decided. Really, what the meeting was was to let us know how the process is moving forward. Yeah,
0: which, uh, which is that they have selected um, people. Uh, they only selected. Well, they selected one one clergy, uh one uh medical professional and then eight parents. Right. Um is essentially how how that works. Several elementary and the rest middle and no high school. No elementary, just middle and high school at this okay. point. And the reason is because right now the only thing that's required to be implemented this year is is middle and high school. Right. Um so they will be doing fifth and sixth and actually not even all of middle school cuz we include sixth in middle school, you know, in our in our system in the in our district. Um but but yeah, so so it really was intended to be informational more than anything right. and say here 's where we 're at. here are the three curriculums we 're going to be reviewing um, and and you know to let, let us
1: know that information more than anything else and they 're not going to approve a total curriculum because no. the curriculums that have been developed that are out there, and i 'm sure continue to evolve. Or K through 12. And I guess yeah. the law does not have any requirement below, was it below fourth grade or well, fifth grade? K, K through no, three,
2: starting 2022 to 2023 school year mm-hmm. um, that must provide instruction no less than once uh, to students in kindergarten through grade three. Yeah. And there's, there's and some then, reason uh, why they don't
0: have to in K <laughs> through three. There was a... So and they it was they a, will not be teaching... Uh, sex ed
2: or sexual it's health a, and there's different. Okay, so then maybe so. they found a loophole because there's different yeah. obligations for for one through three that are almost scarier because they they talk about it in the terms of social emotional instruction oh, yeah. in one through three. Yeah. So yeah, it is. So carrier. let's precondition you and your sure. So he brought. By the way, I yeah. thought that was the part that I thought was
1: a good segue from what you were saying a little bit ago. Yeah, because the rest of it was procedural. Sure. This is how we're going to go about <laughs> this. This is when people will be able to. Um, See what specific lessons, the slides, the scripts, everything relevant to these things. Um, But then at the end, because there was a, a question about K through, and I forget what the grade was, four or five, something like that. K3. So there was a question about that. And he said, the law does not require anything, and we are only going to meet the minimum requirements of the law. Yeah. And when I say him, this was the assistant superintendent of S- Central Valley School District, Tim Newton Boone. I don't think he would mind me saying his name here because he handed out business cards and handed mm-hmm. out his personal his number and made himself very available last night. Mm-hmm. And what I found so interesting is when he brought up uh, the sample, basically the curriculum that that is is in place... Uh, there was a remember that PowerPoint slide. They couldn't get the link to work, and then they got the link to work, and he shared it. And it was things like, uh, I mean, it was basics, kindness. Uh, it was all these different things. Um, but but what struck me—I don't know if it struck you, Kim, when you walked through that—is I thought to myself, th- "Here we are, back to what you said we don't need you know the Puritans. We don't need rules for everything, but because we have unprincipled, immoral, godless parenting." <laughs> Schools are now in a position where they're teaching kids how to be kind to one another, how to be unselfish. I mean, that was like he had it up there. He was going down well, through that, these yeah, lists of for the yeah.
0: Uh, that was for the that uh, was for the emotional whatever it is. The yeah, social that's right, emotional right? Here, highlighted there on the screen. At, at, truth, yeah. but,
1: but what I was so struck by it was oh, down there. Yeah, is this as a people? It's no wonder <laughs> we can't our, our 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 nation struggles with freedom mm-hmm. because <laughs> parents are not teaching. I mean some are but apparently the school feels compelled that they need to teach kids how to be nice to each other because someone else isn't right. doing that yeah. how to be unselfish And it was just striking so, all yeah. the different things in that In that 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 that, that yep. now the government is saying yeah. okay now we have to teach this because other people aren't teaching it yeah
0: the reason no no changes are being made K3 is uh is because what the, the uh what the school district has already had implemented for years um, maybe even a decade or whatever oh, is, is is, old, right? is satisfactory yeah. and it does, it does cover mm-hmm. social emotional stuff, you know, good or bad. And maybe some of us, you know, should have looked at it a long time ago. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but it has been being implemented mm-hmm. and used for a long time. What, you right. know, what's changing is not that we haven't had sexual health education, but that it's, you know, old and antiquated, which most of us appreciate it. You know, yeah. let's keep, let's keep it old. Well, you know, let's they,
1: move it older. I think the district a Puritan on it. I think the district, has been teaching abstinence is the primary form of avoiding these things. <laughs> and, and it was well, like, yeah. thank you. Uh That's, that's the logical first step.
0: And there are uh, a couple of grief. the, there are a couple of the curriculum that they're, they're talking about One in particular that, that does make that a, a big focus as far as, as, as for health and things like that, the abstinence is, is the best choice, but the, the issue is that they also allow for a lot of other things i uh, you know i'm looking at the table of contents for one right now for middle school that you know talks about the reproductive system mm-hmm. and it and it talks about i don't know I can say those words but nope. uh, 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 it talks about <laughs> talks a, about words a, a, instead of instead of a, People a girl with stuff and things instead of a, girl that? That's or a female, a kind of of way of saying it <laughs> a body with stuff and the other one it says a body with things so <laughs> You know, so we used to have girl and boy, right? right. Or, or, or male and female. No, it's or, bodies yeah, with things. And now it's yes. a, a body yes. with things because we can't talk about male or female or boy yep. or girl or man or woman. We have to talk about just what is your body because, I mean, you may just have a body that has this that <laughs> right. doesn't make it. So that's where a lot of But that's of the, becoming
2: required because, I mean, look yes. at the language oh, here. it is. It is Under, required. Under, you know, the R- RCW 11B – that this, this presentation, the material must use language and strategies that recognize all members of protected classes. Yes. And so they 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 actually, you yes. have to use this. Yeah. And then your so your language the, is now coerced yeah. on these things. What I appreciated is that, they're, they, and if,
0: as long as they can implement it well, is, uh, is the option to opt out and the access to the information for parents beforehand. Right. So that you can actually have the lessons and the information. And if, if you choose to opt your kid out. You could still go through the information with them in the sense that you know you could talk about this is what your your uh, your kid your peers are going to be learning because the, the reality is is even if you opt your kid out and you go I'm going to protect them from this right and, and they're going to public school obviously there's the option of opting them out of school entirely mm-hmm. right so <laughs> or putting them in a different school um, homeschooling or private schooling things like that um, but but if they're in public school the. The reality is even if they don't go through the class, their peers are going to, right? Their peers are going to be on the playground later and they're going to be going, oh, my parents, let me go to the class. What did you talk about? Oh, we talked about this. (laughs) You know, I mean, we've all seen it in in middle school, high school, and then it was going on even when we were, you know, kids. Well, it wasn't even
1: just public school. It was like clubs, sports teams, the neighborhood kid that was a jerk down the street. (laughs) Of course. I
2: mean, it's out there, right? But but there's there's a fundamental difference there, though, between... Peers sharing stuff with peers and we understand the immaturity of children, right? Right. That's why we're we're always teaching our children, stop saying inappropriate stuff (laughs) to other human beings, you know, and and that's an expectation that we should have as parents is that that's an ongoing process. Mm. What business is it of my school to take upon themselves the role of indoctrination on this topic,
1: right? Well, and in this case, more accurately, <laughs> what business is it of the state government? Because that's right. who's doing this, right? Right.
2: That's who's. Dict- and let's face it in a in a public school system with public school unions tied into public yep. politicians who are directly fundraising and appointing each other. It's actually hard. It's hard to find any daylight between those. T- yeah. This is public. This is part of the government, right? Yeah. We we need to remember this is a government school. You know, sometimes it's a pejorative. No, it's just a fact. Like these are, these are government schools. These are government employees. Um, And what business is is it of theirs to be taking on this authority? And the answer is it isn't like, I don't care if they, if they take it upon themselves to start in Genesis one. (laughs) <laughs> and we're going to lay out a biblical view of human sexuality and flourishing. That's not their job. That's right. my job as a parent. Right.
1: And I think that you you touch on a powerful underlying tension that was in the meeting last night and is in the community as a whole mm-hmm. pro- and probably across the state. Um, the left part of the state just has it's not to say that there's no one over there that doesn't agree with us i think there are a lot of people of faith over there that agree with us there just aren't many of them compared to everybody else but that powerful underlying theme- tension that was there last night was you had a, n- a number of parents asking very technical questions about you know the curriculum and and how do you how do you apply certain right. topics to to certain levels of of um the biological development and the students, somebody else asked what's the exact discipline of the physician on, on the board. And it was family medicine. You know, there were these technical questions. One, another of which was some of these were more administrative uh, X's and O's about if I'm going to opt out, what's the process by which I will be informed and confirmed that I can opt out and all these things. But what, and they're all important, but one of the things that struck me and, uh, and I had my hand up and Tim didn't call on me. Um, I'll, yeah, I'll keep going, going the my hand up. Yeah. The gal who was walking around with the mic, she should have brought, I, I it. should mm. have, I should have given a good, bright smile and got the or mic, she but, just stood. but the, um, the, the question I had, and it wasn't a question, it was more of a statement. You know, we are talking to people in, in that room. There's a number of people and probably certainly in the, in the, in the, in the, the authorities in the room and the district who are not saved. And so they're on the outside looking in. And on the one hand, you could really give the false impression to these people that our big concern is that you will talk about things with our kids that no one has ever talked to them about before. Mm-hmm. And to Chris's point, as good parents, we have talked to them about it. I mean, there, it's obvious. Where did little brother come from? I mean, there's a certain point you have to answer that question. Yep. Um, and there is a biblical way to do these things. And there's just... Yeah. and there, and so. It's not that we're scared of our kids hearing certain words that they've never heard before. Yeah. The fear, the fear is, is that because as of people, people of God, people that are mm-hmm. um, based their lives on their relationship with Christ, which means that you also embrace the totality of God's word. With that comes a set of v- values and morals because they reflect God's mm-hmm. character that we adhere to. Our concern is that those morals, those values that we've raised our children mm-hmm. in is that there's a group of people, particularly on the other side of the state, that have a very different religious view. And it's not a formal religion, but it is a different set of values and morality Mm -hmm. that they have now figured out how to mandate. And so our fear is is not that you're going to use words that my little Billy never heard before. Our fear is, is that you are trying to drive division between me and my kid And instill a whole new sense of morality in him. That's the real fear. It's more
2: than just a fear. Yeah. And and they are. And I mean, this
1: this fear is legitimate, right? It's not based on on a boogeyman. It's It's a description, right? And
2: this is not, uh, you know, transformophobia. And the other, no, (laughs) No. but the other part of this
1: is for those of, and this isn't for everybody, I get this, but for those of us that have chosen, people that are of Christ, uh, belong to Christ, that have chosen to remain in the community in this way. Mm -hmm. It's, it's an intentional thing. I mean, maybe there might be some families who feel they don't have any options, but for there, I mean, Mm -hmm. Caleb, you've got kids out there. I know I've got three and in the, in the primary purpose in this is to build and bless the community that we're in. And, and so, but, and there's pressure Mm -hmm. to pull them out. I feel the pressure. It's a peer pressure at times or people that, have a different view on this. There's mm-hmm. a pressure to pull them out to, and, and the reality is the school district can make decisions that force our hand. Yeah. And we can yeah. no longer bless and we can no longer build mm-hmm. because if, if you carry this. To the extent that other parts of the country have carried it, if you carry it to the extent that I believe Olympia wants it to be carried, based on actual quotes from the head of education for the state, yeah, right. If you carry it that far, you leave us no option sure. but to pull yeah. them out. And and I mean, j- between the two of us, Caleb, that's only what five. How many do you have? In two, I'm trying to. I don't remember how many you've still got in school, but oh yeah, four still in school. And are they? I got twelve
0: years, man. So you... I got first graders. Okay, <laughs> so.
1: So uh, you I mean, got a big spread. So,
0: yeah and, yeah. and that's one of the things I mean, I I wrote to to Tim about some of the same things that you were you were talking about, we're saying, you know, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I would I would love to be able to feel feel comfortable keeping my kids in you know, in in public schools uh, through that time. The reality is, I, I don't. I don't think it's gonna happen. I didn't tell them that part yet, but you know, um, but 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 it's gonna it's gonna take them fighting for the values uh, yeah. of, of our community and and, and Christian Judeo Christian values and biblical values uh, if against can. the
2: state. If they can, if they can, that's the thing is that increasingly their hands are oh, yeah. well, being what, forced. What could happen? Yeah.
1: And the thing is, I I uh, I think it is very fair to say, people followers of Jesus. And their kids in the public school system are a minority, and so it's almost like there is this minority that's saying, "Hey," and, and for the most part, those those of us that are involved aren't just sending our kids off. They're not sending little Billy. I don't have a Billy. I don't even mm. know a Billy. Sorry. Perfect. Um. Then we're not. We're, we're not. not, we're not, <laughs> we're not just my father-in-law's name was Billy. It's a good name. Uh. We're <laughs> not just honest. sending them off to school. I mean, there there there's a lot more for families that are investing in community and trying to bless it and be a light and trying to shine into it. Thank you for the time. Sorry. Sorry. I don't want to miss the cross country. It's the last one of the year. Oh yeah. um, Speaking of school events uh, and I probably do need to wrap it a couple minutes here, but, but the, the going back to it, it's like, you aren't just trying to, you are not just at risk of jettisoning and forcing the hand of families of faith. They tend to be families that are active and like, Mm -hmm. involved in all sorts of volunteering Mm -hmm. and fundraising and all sorts of Mm -hmm. uh, uh, kid events and all that kind of thing, because we're in there, not just because we want to get a free education actually has nothing to do with it. We're in there because we're trying to build community and bless it in the name of the Lord. So it's, you know, I think the, the, the challenge for the district talk about between a rock and a hard place. And mm-hmm. I'm all, I'm kind of glad I'm, it's not my job is you're, you're trying to meet the minimum requirements of a law that I would actually argue is immoral. And, uh, and you're trying to meet the minimum requirements, but also in a way that doesn't completely displace the community you're serving. Yeah. Um, I say followers of Jesus are a minority, but there's a lot of other people of faith that feel in, in other, other belief systems, LDS mm-hmm. in particular, a <laughs> lot of kids in the public school, um, boy, talk about folks that that get heavily involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's that community. But even those folks can be pushed to a point where they say, I can't do this anymore. And now you actually have a school district that's not even financially solvent anymore. <laughs> sure. Um, so, and, and maybe that's yeah. what needs to happen. I mean, uh, you know, there's a lot of these school districts need to go. The problem you know, is there's nowhere crazy. to go. The local the, the alternatives are don't exist yet. And the alternatives that do exist, as we know, through the covid lockdowns, there were some in Post Falls could not handle the surge in yeah. population. And actually the kids did quite poorly because they just didn't have enough staff. They didn't even have qualified staff to teach sure, the kids. Sure. So um, it's, it's a challenge. I wish, man, I wish we could talk about this another 30 minutes. <laughs> well, yeah, we have a lot more to talk about. And so I you actually, know, why don't you can... guys keep talking? I can, I <laughs> well... can exit. I don't want to cut good conversation short.
2: Well, I mean, you're an integral part of this good conversation. Oh, I think we yeah. can integral, reach, like we can put a bow on it for today. I think it's, <laughs> yeah, It's commendable that there are still dads like you that are engaged in the process, and that's good because those voices need to be heard, and that's part of why we had this podcast in the first place was for us to develop the ability and encourage each other in articulating uh, our Christian convictions on a wide variety of issues, and and what a great way to put that into practice, even if they don't recognize your raised hand. Oh, it's going to stay
1: up. That's right. I think it's because the uh, guy behind Caleb kept raising his hand and kept getting all the attention. Oh, man. (laughs) Yeah, Caleb had
2: the rock star there (laughs) behind him. Yeah, so this is going to become a, an increasingly difficult issue going forward, as you guys discu- discussed. Um, it, it, it is not just a fear, right? I, I want to get away just from that from that word, because we don't want to be we don't want to act in fear, mm-hmm. right? And there is a fact that our educational system is attached to a government who explicitly is taking for itself authority it does not have, right? And and no, you cannot. You can't actually do that, Yeah. right? Because those are established by God, which means mm-hmm. I I can't sign over, nor can they actually co-opt the authority that God's given me over my children. And that includes specific things that I am responsible to ensure happen within my, within my home, including mm-hmm. the shaping of my children's worldview. Mm. And um, there's ways in which we can delegate some of that to individuals. Um, there's ways that other people can teach my kids math, but as soon as the state says... Everybody must indoctrinate children with the following moral worldview. Uh, that's very problematic. Right. And to do that so centralized where our local schools do not have the ability to reflect the wishes of parents, uh, that that is untenable for any kind of a long-term healthy situation. Right. And, and we must pray that God will have mercy and use men such as yourselves uh, who have children in that system and are still fighting for it to bring about... Uh, An unforeseen radical turnaround, because without that, um, this is an institution that will go down and it will go down in flames. And I don't I don't see how it sustains itself for even one more generation. No, if what it's producing today is supposed to run it. In a generation. So, yeah.
1: It's, it also is the largest, I believe it's the largest employer here in the valley. I believe so. So like the fat, the trickle down effects of this about splitting splitting a community, forcing people of faith to go (laughs) against what they want to do and e, and retreat or evacuate mm-hmm. and evacuate evacuates probably the better word. Um, well, and, yeah. then, and then the trickle down financial effects on the largest employer here in the Valley. I mean, it's right. just everything about mm-hmm. it. And it's funny because the, it's not like any of us are asking for this battle. Right.
2: Uh, it's being brought to us. True. And I would just maybe close by saying there is the retreat. There is the runaway impulse that people can feel. But there is also the option to create a compelling alternative. Right. And and that's also on the table. Yeah. So
0: Yeah, I encourage you if you especially if you've got kids uh, involved in public schools, in anything, actually in, in any organization and anything yeah. in the world, if you're involved in anything, be involved uh, as a parent, be a voice, be a person that's there. If we can get more uh, people from our churches, uh, from, you know, from our from our church here or, or other churches in the Valley to, to come out, to be there, um, you know, engaged and just as a show of support saying, hey, our community cares about it. I think it'll go a long Damn. way in these meetings. Uh, things have turned around in, in a lot of communities uh, at times when people have stood up. And, and, and just boldly stood for the truth, not yelled at meetings, not gotten violent, not anything like that, but just shown that, yes, we, there's a community that, that that doesn't support these things um, and mm-hmm. puts that pressure on. Yeah, um, right. and, and so we, we need to do that. We need to be at school, you know, and, and if, man, if God has, has put it in your heart to be a, a board member, a school board member, a city council member, a mayor, uh, whatever it might be, uh, let, let's pursue that, you know, mm-hmm. and, and let's get churches involved. Evolved. And support um, the ones that do. And there's, support the ones that do.
1: Pastor up Sullivan. That's his. It's the the, the no bull signs. That guy. Yeah. <laughs> pastor at Valley Assembly. Okay. uh Who's trying to do this very thing? Whoa, so I mean, like, we, people, yeah. even if you don't agree on every little thing, I mean, sure. clearly it's he's a guy that that honors it honors the Lord and preaches the gospel. Hmm. Support people that do. The other thing I would add to this, Kim. Boy, we're we're kind of creating a list here. Is I'm trying to <laughs> vacate, and I'm not doing a great job of it. Is is that I think for parent, the, there's a temptation that when something big like this comes up, then parents get involved. Mm-hmm. It's far more effective if you already know the people in the room. Right, and so I, I mean, this is the thing. I know, I know, everyone doesn't have time for sports. You don't have to make. Certainly, don't make sports an idol that that displaces Christ from the center of your family. But sports are the best way to get to know people, mm-hmm. and if your kid's playing, it's the best way for you to get to know the parents. And so, right. um, we had a football game the other night; it was awesome. Ben, uh, our life group leader, Ben and Kelly came out. And they brought Melody. Uh, other relatives were there. To, you know, it's to support Jack, but it's also an opportunity to walk around and and I'm you probably do this too, checking in with parents, meeting parents. Kid gets hurt, and you you, you pay attention to what which adults have run over to help the kid who's in agony on the field. And then you walk up to him afterwards and you say, Oh, so you're so-and-so's dad. Hi, I'm, I'm Nate. You know, I'll be praying for, for, I mean, just little things like this. But the reality mm-hmm. is if you don't have relationship, you don't have a lot of power and influence. Right. And so if you have relationship and then you show up on the, the, the important things like this, uh, and 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 you do happen to speak. People already know who you are. You've already built some cred. Mm-hmm. So I just think it's there's so many opportunities for families. Even if you aren't necessary, there are kids that don't go to public school but are involved uh, on Jack sports teams. Mm-hmm. Kids mm-hmm. That go to the Oaks and some of the other schools. I just think it's a great opportunity for the kid, but it's a parents get out there too. It's if you, if you don't like the way your community is going, Mm -hmm. go out there and be salt, be light. Um, and you, and so anyway, that, that's a closing exhortation.
0: And we're not all called to get out there. And I, you know, I don't think that we're going to somehow win, win this in a, in a government battle. We're not going to win back our oh, country no. in that way. It's going to take a miracle and a war, an act of God if he chooses to do so through revival to create, again, that moral people that will stand for, for what is right. Um, that said, we all have, have an obligation to, to know our neighbors, to share the yes. gospel, to Amen. love the people around us. And, and we need to do that. We need to be salt and light wherever it is that you do have, uh, relationships with people that may not know Jesus uh, and those that do. But yeah, uh, The Great Commission but, is not uh, just for extroverts, you're saying. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it is it is something that we are all called to be a part of. And so go and be solemn and light.
2: Amen. This has been The Porch. Grace and peace. Amen.